In today's show, we're recapping all of the action from Wednesday with 13 games on in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. 13 games on, so much for us to talk about. So let's get into it straight away. Start off with some news. Big news, Solomon Hill is out for the season. He's out there roasting uh, Buddy Heald on uh, on Twitter about Buddy Heald's, uh, the fact that he still plays for the Kings, but that's fine. Um, but he's out for the season. Now, that usually wouldn't have an impact, but with all the wings out, he was getting some minutes there. That just opens up some other playing time for guys to get consistently on the court, like Lawawu Cabrera and Gallinari. Maybe they throw Jalen Johnson in there. I would say probably not. But it is just worth mentioning there. But the bigger news, I guess, is that Damian Lillard is going to have a cortisone shot or had a cortisone shot into his abdominal issue. And there is a chance that he returns on Sunday. Now, I'm still not convinced that this is the right thing for Lillard because obviously this injury has been bothering him for a while and now he's trying to rush to get back. I don't think that's great for his long-term outlook or his actual playing form this year. But maybe he feels he needs to with CJ out now for a while. I'd be really worried about what this or what this does to his abs with this shot. We will see how that all goes, of course. And then Jar Morant, we're still waiting for a diagnosis on his knee. Uh, he's also now entered the health and safety protocols. So yeah, maybe it's another 10 days at least there, which I sort of assumed that he would be out for. But again, we have no idea because we don't know what the injury was. We don't know how long he's going to be in the protocols for. But I would not be expecting him back for another couple of weeks uh, from that knee injury. There's lots for us to talk about. There were 13 games on, so let's do that right now and talk about the first game of the day. The New York Knickerbockers, they get spanked by the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the score was 122, Indiana uh, 102, New York. The double royal, Julius Randle had 18-8. and eight. He also had two threes. He had two steals and a block. Inefficient. But 35 fantasy points is all right. And the overall counting stats, they're okay. He's obviously nowhere near where he was last year. But some uh, solid numbers there. Rowan Barrett put together a second straight good scoring game, 19 points. But the problem with Barrett remains like poor shooting, 42%. No steals, no blocks, just two rebounds. Um, yeah, two good scoring games in a row might encourage people to look at him as a must-roster guy. I still don't think that's the case. He's fine as a 12-team league guy, but this doesn't really change my mind about it. Um, Emmanuel quickly had 11 points in 26 minutes with two steals. That's fine. He's a fringe 12-team league guy. While Alec Burke struggled a little bit in this game. Alec Burke. 15 points, 30 minutes. And Evan Fournier claimed that he was terrible because he ha had a bad stake a few days ago. Like my guy. The stake lasting the whole season. I don't think that's exactly true. Seven points in 22 minutes. I think he is a 12-team league drop. You'd be shocked at this. Nolan's Noel didn't play. He was out, so they started Taj Gibson, and Gibson and Robinson did nothing. Noel is fine when he's playing, 
But it is hard to trust this bloke who goes out with a back problem, with a knee problem, with an ankle problem. Every second game, it feels like. It's just stuff adding up consistently with him, and it is becoming a problem. I get holding on to him. I also get dropping him. That's really sort of how your team looks, how strong they are, how many other injuries you've got. When he plays, there is, like, if he's going to keep starting, there is a chance that he's a 12-team league guy. But it is appearing that Mitchell Robinson is going to settle into that backup role. And again, he's more of a block specialist than anything else. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Um, not much else going on with it yeah, for the Knicks. 8-5-7 and seven for Derek Rose, which is all right. Like, he's okay as a 12-team league guy, but he's going to have ups and downs for sure. For the Pacers, Chris Duarte, 30 minutes, 23 points, 82% shooting to get there. But the six assists are nice. The steal is nice. The minutes are nice. Now, this is because Justin Holiday is out. But with the rumors, you know, adding Duarte and holding and seeing what happens over the next couple of weeks is probably the right move. Sabonis so had 21, 11, and 5 on 88% shooting, while Miles Turner also dropped in 22 shots, uh, 22 points on 62% with two blocks, and Brogdon had 16. It was also a solid each night from Levert. But Levert played only 28 minutes, while everyone else got over 30. 15 in points, six assists, two steals for Karras. It's getting back to being a 12-team league sort of player, probably as a whole with his value and his usage and his minutes and all that sort of stuff, even though it has been a struggle to start the season. There were a few, some people adding O'Shea Brissett, five points in 20 minutes for him. I don't think that what he did last year is any real indicator on him being a um, you know future star or future really big piece or anything like that. I don't think that's realistic from Brissett, and it is going to take a trade for him to get into those minutes. I'm not stashing him or anything like that in um, in 12-team formats. I, I think you can do better. And again, we saw today that yeah, the value is not really there for him. Jeremy Lamb had four points in 15 minutes. The second game of the day, the Wizards get the victory in overtime against the Pistons. They were down big in this one, but the Pistons choke it away late. 119-116. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, dropped in 26 points. Big game from him. Took 18 shots, um, had four triples, seven rebounds, four assists. Still just on the precipice of the top 100, exactly the 100th ranked player at the moment. 40 fantasy points is pretty good. And he does, he is a 12-team league guy. I'm not sure how much it's six as we move forward, but the idea of Rui Hachimura still hasn't returned. And we just keep rolling with Kuzma. A little bit better from Dinwiddie, 12, 6, and 7. He did more of that damage in overtime, but at least good to get some games or some production into him. Well, Dan Gafford hurt his ankle. Didn't look like he'd come back. Came back, had 10 boards and 6 blocks in 27 minutes. He is a 12-team league player who's just outside the top 50 over the last two weeks. Bradley Beal. Just can't hit threes anymore. Didn't hit any. Only took two of them as well. 25, 6, and 3. Missed his free throw, 63% there. The 25 points and the volume is really nice, but there's still those things that are really, really holding him back. I think he's a massive buy low, but again, I don't believe he is a top 20 or maybe even top 25 player, but he's outside the top 140 over the last two weeks. So there is room, obviously, for improvement there. Corwell Pope had 13 points with three threes. That's totally fine. It's not exciting. It's not high upside. He's fine as a 12-team league guy, though. For the Pistons, Jeremy Grant, 28 points on 38% shooting. He got to the line a shit ton. 14 of 15 from the line is fantastic. Two threes, two steals, and a block. Talked about how high his free throw attempt rate was on the buy low sell high show and thinking it wasn't going to continue. And then the next game he had one. And then he had 15 here. So that is obviously huge. It's still, I don't like him taking this many shots. It's still frustrating to watch. And the efficiency overall with his shooting from the field was pretty poor. And that's including him going 100% from two. 
Frank Jackson was also on fire, 19 points with five threes, but he is very hit or miss. While uh, the old flaming Galar himself, Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming Galars. Had some foul trouble. So that got him, well, that kept the minutes down, but did play um, through overtime and ended up with a double-double. So that's, uh, that's good news for Stewart. His recent production has been much better. It's not blowing us out of the water or anything along those lines, but he was um, yeah, able to put together some good, good numbers there. While Cunningham had 21-4, and four, unfortunately just 40% shooting, but two steals and three assists, some good numbers there. Corey Joseph returned, eh. Cool. Well, Killian Hayes, they preferred using Hamadou Diallo to Hayes down the stretch. Just four points for Hayes. And the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay, Jack Armstrong, what do you reckon? Get that garbage out of here! Eight points, two threes. He looks bad. He's outside the top 270 over the last two weeks. 140, 187th for the season. There's just no point. He's just not good enough to um, hold through these slumps. He just, yeah, he isn't good enough to, for you to deal with this bullshit at this point in his career. I've got to tell you, though, about something that's fantastic. It's a sound that you're all going to love hearing. Oh, my God, what a sound. It makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, that's all in lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's companies just trying to get your money. No one wants that. Don't let those corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. Because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Next game, the Philadelphia 76ers get the win over the Hornets in Charlotte, 110-106. to 106. Of course, it's a Hornets game, so the centers go off. Embiid had 32-8 and eight in 33 minutes. Well, it was great to see Seth Curry have a big game as well after last game where he struggled. 23 points, 8 assists, and 4 triples for Seth. But with those guys going off, it's been rough for Tyrese Maxey. Old Tangles had just 6 points in 26 minutes. Usage is in the toilet. Efficiency is in the toilet. Now, we said that both of those things were going to drop off. Unfortunately, they're both dropping off at the same time. I would hold him. If anyone drops in, I would add him because I don't expect that the shooting to be this bad tied in with a usage this bad. I think there'll be some changes made to get that usage back up and the shooting will start to improve again as well. But what he was doing, top 40, top 30 sort of numbers, was 100% unsustainable and really came because Embiid and Harris and all those blokes were out. It was never going to stick, but this has also gone too far in the other direction, I think. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um... I think I am a TH. 
T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Harris had 18 points with six rebounds in 34 minutes. So nice to get some efficient scoring. Just unfortunately, not much else there. While Shake Milton had eight points in 22 minutes. And Yang and Korkmaz really in a, in a low minutes role now. Also, the painter Matisse Slybo, I reckon you could drop him. A steal, 21 minutes, four points, nothing else going on there. Not bringing in big defensive stats. He's a specialist. He's a streamer for defensive stats. But the minutes are down, and with Danny Green playing 27 a night, it is hard to trust Thibault. For the Hornets, of course, everyone's still out there. So James Booknight, just 12 minutes, two points. He's not worth it in 12s or 14-team leagues. Um, Nicky Richards sprained his ankle. He was able to return eight points in 21 minutes there, but he's only just a deeper league guy. While PJ Washington, it was a tough night for Washington against Embiid. Got into foul trouble. Six points, three blocks, two triples. Still hold on to him. Ubre shot a lot, a lot of times. 22 points in 22 shots, but 10 boards, three threes. Still remains a big, big sell high with everyone out. And Cody Martin's a 12-team league option. 12 points in 43 minutes. Bridges had 20 and Haywood had 31 with seven assists. Like all good numbers, but they're all obviously inflated because look at the minutes. Like 43, uh, 41, 43, 42. Like so many big minutes for these guys that it isn't going to be able to stick at that level when Rogier, Ball, Plumley all return and Jalen McDaniels. This Smith wasn't a rotation player uh, before those uh, COVID absences hit. The Chicago Bulls get smashed by the Cleveland Cavaliers, 115-92. The Bulls, of course, were without DeRozan, Caruso. It uh, doesn't look like Caruso is going to be back for their game on Saturday either. Uh, Javante Green, Kobe White, Matt Thomas were out. Lonzo Ball, big minutes again, 39 of them. 19 points, 7 assists and 3 steals. While um, Big Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Continues his dreadful shooting. 18 of 12 on 35% with 50 from the line. At this point, I'm going to need to see a couple of weeks of him reverting to being a good shooter to think that maybe last year was that he was he's, last year was the outlier in terms of being this excellent three-point shooter and super efficient guy. He'd never been that guy. This is also swinging very much in the wrong direction, but there's, a, there's fit issues, there's ball issues, there's foul issues. He's, not that he's a big foul guy, but he's not hitting his free throws either. Something is off. And it's been seven and a half weeks now that I'm going to have to see a little bit more of like versus one game. Oh, he's back. Let's go. I still think he's a, a bit, not a sell high, a bit of a buy low player. But at this point, I'm working on the assumption that most nights he's going to have subpar efficiency. We'll see if that actually holds true. Ayo Desumnu played 34 minutes, and after his near triple double last game, he registered 5 0 and 3. He's, again, this is why I didn't like him as a 12 team ad for today. So many games on, he's not that good, and you weren't guaranteed to get good production, and you didn't. Zach Levine had 23 points with nine assists, while Troy Brown, yeah, nice across-the-board numbers. Two steals, a block, seven uh, points in 27 minutes, but he is only, of course, a deeper league guy. We, that was so banged up. Devin Dotson played 19 minutes, and Alizé Johnson played 12. That's how bad things got. For the Cavs, Evan Mowley. Man, this guy's amazing at the moment. Not at the moment, this season, because he had been on a little bit of a slump prior to this. But 16 points on 73%, nine rebounds, two steals, and five blocks. He's the 45th ranked player this year. I think that he's probably going to be a third round guy next year, maybe second. Really good stuff. And Garland had 24, 3, and 6. And Jared Allen was a little bit quieter, but 13 and 12. This team continues to roll. Ravishing Rick Rubio, finally. Uh, a decent shooting game from Rick. And by decent, I mean 43%, because he'd been going at like 33%. Nine assists and 11, 11 points. Worth a hold. While uh, the Discman, CD Osman. Three steals and two blocks in his 22 minutes. He's fine as a 12-team streamer, but probably more a 14-team league guy. And this is why I don't really trust Kevin Love for 12-teamers, is that he's still only getting 20 minutes a night. It's very, very hard to be a consistent 
12-team, top 120 sort of player if you're getting that many minutes. 11 points, five rebounds, three triples. Look, it's fine. But I think in general, if you're, again, you appraise your roster, is he your best, is, sorry, is shit. If he's your best player, you're stuffed. Is he your worst player? Is he your second worst player? And if he is, and he's getting these limited minutes and he's injury prone, that it does make it hard for him to be considered a must roster guy. In fact, I don't consider him a must roster. Larry Markinen had 14 points. Not a great night from Larry, who has sort of you know, fallen off somewhat, but still a 12 team league guy. Obviously, you prefer him uh, over Kevin Love. The next game. We're looking at the OKC Thunder, the worst team you'll ever, ever see. They should be fined. They should lose draft picks. They should be sent to Seattle. Um, Presti should be fired. Well, they went on the road and they beat the Raptors 110-109 after a wild finish where Mike Muscala hits the game winner and a Justin Champagny game-winning tip-in was ruled too late. What a crazy game. Shea had 37 minutes, 26 points, 9 assists. Wasn't particularly efficient, but 12 of 12 from the line is excellent. While Josh Giddy played 31 minutes, I thought played really well down the stretch. The percentages are always, hopefully not always, but at least for this season, we have to expect they're bad. 42%, but 13, 4, and 8 with three threes. He's the 105th ranked player this year. He's a must-roster guy. While uh, old Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. 22 points, four threes. Inefficient from the field and the line, but good production overall. And finally, Darius Baisley hit shots. 15 points in 32 minutes, five rebounds, two steals, and a block. 88% shooting. But like with what I said with Vooch, he's going to need to show me this for like two months before I go, all right, maybe he is a good shooter. I don't trust it, not for a single second. You can easily drop Jeremiah Robinson Earl five points in 18 minutes, while Favors had eight and nine in his 17. For the Raptors, they were without every single center. They decided to start the wiki Chris Boucher, and it didn't go well. This is how much Nick Nurse does not trust him. No other centers. He played 22 minutes, 11 and 7 with two blocks. Him starting was because of circumstance. And even then, it wasn't really worth it. I don't think he's a 12-team league ad. You can take a flyer on him and think that if those guys remain out, which, yeah, Birch and Ananobi are going to be out for a little bit. We don't know about Precious. And maybe you can get something, but it's not priority. Van Vliet had 19, 8, and 9. Siakam, 23, 11, and 5. And Scotty Barnes was great. Right across the board from Scotland. 18, 8, and 5. A steal, two blocks, and 47%. This is a huge sell high, I think, for Barnes. He's a top 30 over the last two weeks. But it is really tying into those absences of Birch and Ananobi. And we saw when they did get fully healthy that his production did drop. So just watch that one. Well, Gary Trent, a nice bounce back. 24 points, four threes, 59%. And also got the two steals, which are all things that had been lacking a little bit from Trenner. Only seven minutes for Mahai Luke, and then Champagny played uh, 12 minutes, closed the game over Boucher, five points for him. Could have been seven on that tip-in, but uh, unfortunately, just a little bit too late. You're not too late to check out Stance, which I'll tell you now, is one of the most comfortable products that you can find. Yeah, you hear about Stance. It's been, you've been hearing it advertised for ages. Is this real? Like, is this, is this stuff actually really good? And then I went and bought some, bought the little running socks. They were fantastic. So comfortable, nice cushioning, specific haze, your left foot sock. Here's your right foot sock. Hey, socks don't normally do that. That was great. I loved my Stance socks when I bought them. Just unbelievable um, quality, comfort, and design. I, I love the design of them as well. Stance is a p- company that was founded in 2009, uh, and their apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic, along with some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct, direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I've got uh, a Dennis Rodman pair, 
partner's got some Jimi Hendrix ones. My son's got some Star Wars ones. We've got Stance all over the house here. Uh, just fantastic. I love them, and you can love them too. So Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go and see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Let's go to the next game. The Milwaukee Bucks go down to the Miami Heat. In Miami, Miami bouncing back after a couple of poor performances. 113, uh, did I mention it? 113-104. Drew is on a real heater at the moment. 27-4-4. 18th ranked player over the last two weeks. That's not going to stick, but also the the poor performance early this year was also not representative. Chrissy Middleton had 20-6 and six with four threes, and Punch Bob had 18-7 and seven with two steals and two blocks. Those of you who added DeMarcus Cousins in 12-team leagues, I know you're still out there because I can see the numbers. Please drop him. There is absolutely no need to have DeMarcus Cousins in a 12 or a 14-team league. He had zero points in 13 minutes. Grayson Allen's a clear drop in 12-team leagues as well. Get that garbage out of here! Well, Giannis struggled. Giannis and Tocotomatu. 15-6, and a steal and a block. Got a bit of a bang on his knee late. 31 from the field. What the hell is that, Giannis? 58 from the line is pretty gross. Just a bad night in general from the big fella. On to the heat. They started Caleb Martin instead of Tyler Hero and were rewarded. 28 points, 6 triples, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Now, it did come on 75% shooting. So, you know, unlikely to be something that's going to um, persist. But if Butler misses more time, Martin and Gabe Vincent are probably the two guys... um, yeah, they're probably the two guys that you can look at as perhaps um, stream options in those absences. But again, not not really falling all over myself to go grab it. It's it's one really, really big game here from old um, Kayla Martin. That's the name that I was trying to get to. Um, 32 minutes from KZ Okpala. 10 and 9, a steal, two blocks, two threes. Interesting. 20 teamers maybe, but not much more there. But it means you drop the Undertaker. 13 minutes for Deadman, two points, nine rebounds. Clear drop. Same with Duncan Robinson, who had six points in 21 minutes, while Irma Yetsev only the four minutes. They went with um, Okpala and Tucker as the, as the centers in this game a lot. Stinking from Tyler Hero. Bit stinky. Nine points, nine shots, three assists, 28 minutes. Just wasn't right, was he? And after that hot start, he's 105th over the last two weeks. It's been a bit of a drop-off from Tyler. And some of that shooting that he was producing earlier in the season did feel a little unsustainable. And that's really exactly what we're seeing uh, at the moment. The Houston Rockets. Sorry, your NBA best win streak, Houston Rockets, beat the Nets, 114-104. Durant and Aldridge both rested for Brooklyn. So James Harden played 39 minutes on a back-to-back after 42 yesterday. 25-11-8, two steals. Now, just horrendous 25% shooting, but got to the line a lot. 14 of 16 from there. He's still the third-ranked player this year. While um, with Durant out, they started Jim Johnson. He did not make us proud, so he doesn't get the song. 19 minutes, four points, shithouse performance. Just a deep league guy. Well, Claxton's not a 12-teamer either. He started for Aldridge and had eight and four. He's just going to be a streamer for like 16-teamers, maybe 14-teamers. Bembry had five points in 19 minutes, and Blake Griffin got back into the rotation. It was all right, but he's not going to make any sort of noise in fantasy leagues. The interesting thing here, Cam Thomas played 32 minutes. 18 points, nothing else, but 18 points. Watching Javon Carter dribble an ISO is one of the most embarrassing things you will see. And it makes sense that Thomas is getting those minutes over him. 
but this is just for deeper leagues. But it is worth monitoring the fact that he is in the rotation now and he is getting um, pretty interesting shot attempts. For the Rockets, it's hard to judge this because Kevin Porter was out, Jalen Green was out, Daniel House was out, and then we've got big performances from a bunch of guys that I don't really know where they fit in the rotation after that. Josh Christopher on his birthday, 18 points, four threes, two steals, and a block. 100% shooting. That is obviously not real. Is he even a rotation guy when all those guys come back? I don't know. He's been a guy that I've talked about to watch for later on in the season. This was great. I wouldn't buy into it too much now. Armani Brooks played 29 minutes, 14-5-4 with a steal and a block. It feels like it's going to be between Brooks and Christopher to get that last rotation spot. Garrison Matthews played 39 minutes, 19 points, three threes, three steals and a block. Really good defense. Um, unfortunately, his shooting wasn't quite up to scratch here, 27% from three. He's rolling. He's a top 70 player over the last two weeks, but he's getting 34 minutes a night because Green and now Porter are out. And when they come back, he's going to go back to a bench roll. Maybe they start him and go Matthews, Green, Porter, Tate, and Wood and bring Gordon off the bench. But that's another thing. Eric Gordon got ejected in this game. So it's hard to judge. And Daniel House wasn't there. So while Matthews is great to have now, I really don't see a way that he's able to maintain long-term 12-team league value. I just don't see how it happens. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate struggled from both the field and the line, 10-2-5. and five. Hope you did something to sell high because that was a weird two-game stretch. 10-2-5 and five with a steal and a block as he's really regressed over these last couple. He'll be better than this most likely, but also we know that that high level of production was, was that just that. It was high and it was unable to be able to sustain. That was terrible phrasing there. The Nuggets get the win over the Pelicans in New Orleans in overtime, 121-14. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Just really carrying this team, 39-11-11. But for some reason, he can't hit free throws. I don't know what's going on there. Five of nine from the line. He's been really bad from free throw, uh, free throw range, just from the free throw line this season. Barton Will Barton was questionable with an illness. He played 42 minutes and had 20 points and six assists, while Monty Morris played 36 minutes for 11 and three steals and two triples. So good game from Morris overall, although the scoring is a little bit lackluster. But for now, he's worth a hold. Compasso, just the 22 minutes, probably looking more like a 14-team league guy. Well, Aaron Gordon played 43 and did nothing. Gordon, despite every opportunity, big minutes, players going out, he just has no ability to scale up his game, it feels like. 125th ranked player over the last two weeks in 36 minutes a night. You're still holding him in 12-team leagues, but he is a terrible fantasy player. Jeff Green had eight and four. I know people looked at his rankings recently on Yahoo and go, he's a must-roster guy. These are why I don't believe he is. Like, he's fine. He's probably more 14-team, but he's not a consistent enough producer to be a must-roster guy. Must-roster to me means you've got to be like a top 120 guy. Uh, ongoing, and I, and I don't think he is, despite that little hot streak that he has had. For the Pelicans, Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. 39 minutes, 27 and 11, and three blocks. And while he played and wasn't hurt and wasn't in foul trouble, Billy Hernan Gomez played 14 minutes. Do not bother with Billy Hernan Gomez in 12-team leagues. Drop him. Unless you can predict the game that Valanciunas gets into foul trouble and then add Hernan Gomez for that, it's not worth it. Ingram... Went pretty quiet. I don't think he scored in the entire fourth quarter. 16, 8, and 5 with an overtime. Four steals. So the four steals are nice, but you would have liked a little bit more offensively. While Herbalife Jones, wow. 19 and 7, two threes, one steal, two blocks. The 73% shooting's unreal. The 19 points not real. But the minutes are fine. The defensive stats are fine. He's okay as a 12-team league guy for now. Josh the Hitman Hart returned from knee soreness. 
played 42 minutes and had 12, 8, and 8. His big spike in assists has been a really big surprise this season, and he's really putting up good numbers. Alexander Walker's a drop, 15 points in 23, while Devontae Graham played 38, but 12, 3, and 5. And I haven't talked about it, but Kyra Lewis, it looked like a pretty serious knee injury. He's having an MRI today. We'll hear more about it tomorrow. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a long-term thing. Hopefully it's not. Um, obviously, he's not really having any impact in fantasy leagues. Now, it just means more minutes for Thomas Sadoransky. Well, Garrett Temple went from starting to playing 11 minutes and went scoreless, although I think he might have gone scoreless the last time he started anyway. The Utah Jazz smack the Timberwolves. 136-104 for the Jazz. Mitchell, has he went bananas early. Ended with 36 with five triples. Royce O'Neal, only the nine points for old Basmati here. Added seven assists, added seven, three steals, added a block. He is shooting over the last two weeks like 75% from the field. He's at like 65, I think, from the from two-point range this season. He's hitting his threes at gigantic rates. And that is pushing him to be like really good. He's the 90th ranked player this year. I don't think there's any chance of that level of shooting sustaining. Now, have him by all means. Like roster him, no worries. The numbers are there. He's putting them up. 41st over the last two weeks. That's great. But I think when all you know, settles down, he's going to be like 110th, 130th, 140th maybe. This level of shooting is so far beyond anything he's ever done, which makes me feel like there might be some hard regression coming. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Big usage game from Clarko. 18 points in 24 minutes, six triples. That's great. It's just not consistent enough to be must roster. Ingles had 11 with seven assists and Gobert 13 and 10. Only 23 minutes for Conley, 24, sorry. Um, with a back-to-back, I'm guessing they, they held him back. So the, it does improve the chances of him playing in tomorrow's game with this game being as easy as it was. For the Wolves, there was no D'Angelo Russell, but Patrick Beverly came back. You have to think he was on some sort of minutes limit. He scored 16 points on 73% shooting, which of course is not real. I think Beverly is a must-roster player, and I would be adding him in all 12-team leagues. Vanderbilt, only the four points, but three steals. He's a 12-teamer. Edwards had 18 with five assists. And Malik Beasley, a nice 14-point game with four threes. But this is because D'Angelo Russell was out. And when Russell was back, Beasley is not going to be worth a 12-team league spot. Torian Prince did not much in a start. Nine points there. While um, Jaden McDaniels and Josh Kogi and Nas Reed did nothing at all. The next game, it was the Dallas Mavericks. And the Memphis Grizzlies, the Dallas Mavericks, get the victory in the end, 104-96. Luka Doncic was questionable heading into this one. Ends with 26-8-7. Great from the field. Not good from the line, but that's all right. And finally, a good Reggie Bullock game. 15 points with four threes in 30 minutes. This doesn't make me want to add him anywhere, but it is good to at least see the shots go in for once. That meant that Tim Hardaway played 23 minutes. You can um, you can jack Armstrong Tim Hardaway, I think, out of 12-teamers. Get that garbage out! Again, he might be better than this, but the upside's so low that I don't really care. Jalen Brunson is a hold. He played 34 minutes. It was a rough night, 10 points, but seven assists, five rebounds, and a steal. I am holding him. While Moses Brown had a really good game. 12 minutes, nine points, seven rebounds, one steal, two blocks. I don't trust it. I don't trust that he went seven of eight from the line. I don't trust that he'd even play every game. But it was a good game from him nonetheless. Muxy Kleber's a drop, just not utilizing him at the moment. And Finney Smith went back to sucking eight and six in his uh, 32 minutes. But he is still the 100th ranked player over the last two weeks. So can be a 12-team league guy, but upside for him is pretty limited. For the um, Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson had 26 with seven rebounds, two threes and two blocks. Continues his strong run of form, 42 fantasy points. And the wave pool had 13, five and three for De'Anthony Melton, three threes and two steals. Good stuff, but this is not a long-term situation for Melton to be a 12-team league guy. You can have him for now. 
And you know I love Melton, but I just don't think the role is there. Tyus Jones, five points, eight assists, and Desi Bain, 14 with three assists and two steals. Rough shooting night from Bain, but that was always going to regress. And if we're going to talk rough shooting nights, we have to talk Dylan Brooks. 15 points on 39%. Didn't bring the assists like last game, but did have two steals. Didn't hit a three. Overall, pretty rough. Um, 116th over the last two weeks. I still think he's a must-roster guy, but yeah, him being a consistent top 100 player is probably going to be a challenge. Well, Steven Adams had nine boards, played 30 minutes. I think in large part, that's because Kyle Anderson is out. Um, and you've also got Brandon Clark out, and that's enabling Adams to play more minutes. I don't think that Steve Adams is a must-roster 12-team league player. All right, the next game is the Orlando Magic going down to the Sacramento Kings, 142-130. Cole Anthony was great again. 33 points, 6 triples, 8 assists, 1 steal. Great shooting. His uh, amazing season just continues. While Franz Wagner. 19-6 and six with 2 triples. Playing really well since um, Suggs has been out. Again, there's always the risk of a squeeze when Suggs and then Fultz and then Isaac return at, at some point. Um, but... We're just rolling with it for now. It's great. Mo Bamba, nice game. 14 and 8 with four blocks. And Wendell Carter Jr. was 19, 10, and 6. So big games from these guys. Carter's actually a top 40 player over the last two weeks. It was interesting to see 35 minutes from Terry Ross. 17 points with three threes. I wouldn't read into that. He's been pretty bad all season. But it was interesting to see him get those minutes while Roderick Hampton played 13 minutes. One point, zero of six shooting. He has been significantly worse this year than he was to end last year. They also limited the minutes of Trumara Kiki, who played under 14 minutes and really went heavy into Ross and Harris along with the other four young core pieces. For the Sacramento Kings. 33 points for Darren Fox. 67% from the field. 88 from the line. We've been waiting for some good games from him. He's now inside the top 100 over the course of the season, rolling to the top 50 over the last two weeks. So back on track under Alvin Gentry. We also wanted a big Tyrese Halliburton game. And here we go. 18 points, 11 assists, three steals, two blocks, five triples. Good shooting. Great. Awesome stuff. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 16 points in 30 minutes for Barnes as he returned. That's great just to have him back and producing at a pretty solid level. And they kept Terrence Davis starting. We really wanted to see how this worked out. Davis played 30 minutes, had 16, 5, and 3. Like a really solid line. In fact, it's basically identical to what Harrison Barnes did. I think he's worth a 12-team grab. I wouldn't get like overly excited about it. This was good, no doubt, but he was remember how badly he struggled earlier this season. But you would have to think that based on the last three games, he's going to get an extended crack at the starting spot. With him playing this well, Buddy Hield is trash. Five points, 15%. Buddy Hield is outside the top 100 for the season. In a 10-team league, see you later. Get that garbage out of here! In a 12-team league, shit, it's pretty close. It's pretty close to getting rid of him. Marvin Bagley did all right, 12 and 6, but that's just a Bagley game. 12 and 6. He hit two threes, which is nice, but no assists, one steal, zero blocks, and the minutes were down. Rashawn Holmes played 10 minutes only, got a smack in the head. Cut open above the 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 eye the, on the top of his nose. They said it was an eye issue as well. He didn't return. It's obviously not great. We want to hold and see if there's any like concussion or anything going on. I don't think it'll be a long-term thing, but he did suffer that eye abrasion that cost him some time a couple of weeks ago, which is frustrating. 
Tristan Thompson came in, started the second half, double-doubled with 14 and 10. Now, we've seen Thompson get minutes and then Len get minutes and then Metu play. It's been all over the shop in those games Holmes has missed. So we're not adding Thompson. We're not adding Len. We're just watching and maybe we take flyer streams on those guys if Rashawn Holmes does happen to miss playing time. Mo Harkless was available. He didn't play. Shemezi Metu uh, was available. He also didn't play. Very interesting stuff after those guys had been starting um, Yeah, really recently. The next game we take a look at, the Portland Trailblazers. They fall to the Golden State Warriors. 94-104 with Simons, Lillard, and McCullum out. Dennis Smith Jr. played 42 minutes, and he did what he does. 12-6, 5 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. It's really, really useful. But Lillard or Simons could be back next game. Um, and then he goes back to a bench role, maybe not even playing at all role. Like, it, it's great for 12-team leagues in this scenario, but I'm not sure it's a long-term thing. In fact, it's not a long-term thing. Yusuf Nurkic had 12-13 and 13 with six assists. Horrible efficiency, but good counting stats. And Norman Powell, 23 shots, but 26 points. Went 9 of 11 from the line as well and added five assists. His numbers are going to drop in terms of usage when uh, at least some of those players return. Bobby Covington played 35 minutes and had seven and six. I don't think he's a must-roster guy. I know it'll bite me in the ass, but I don't think it is. I would, at this point, rather have Nasir Little. 26 minutes, 18 and six. Now, he did leave this one early with a calf cramp. Let's hope that's not anything that's going to be uh, turn into a calf injury or anything like that. He was just one game back from um, his ankle problem. With McCullum out, I think there's a massive chance that he just slides into that starting lineup, plays 30 minutes, and provides maybe top 100, top 110 value for a few weeks. So he is worth an add if that is the direction they're going to go. And they did. With 26 minutes for him, 13 minutes for Tony Snell. And Tony Snell, wouldn't you know it, boys? 13 trillion for Tony Snell. That is the Tony Snell line. He did it. He did it. I can't believe we saw it in real life. 13 trillion for Tony Snell. Not much else really going on in this one. Oh, Benny McLemore had 12 points in 25 minutes. But yeah, much like Dennis Smith, it's not going to be anything important as we move forward. Steph had 22 points for the Warriors with six triples, and Geordie Poole had 20 points, three steals, two threes, and a block, continuing his really solid run. Good game from Otto Porter as well, 15-6 and six with four threes, but Iguodala is likely back next game, making it hard to trust Porter's playing time and production. Wiggins had 14, while Draymond Green, the sell-high slump. We talked about how high his field goal percentage was. He had 20% shooting here. Still had the 10 rebounds, still had the 8 assists, still had the steal block, which is all good, but the efficiency numbers were well down from him. While um, not much else, Lee had four points, Toscano Anderson three, Gary Payton, the mitten, the doctor, 13 points for, 13, sorry, 13 minutes for two points. Not a real huge amount to talk about. Probably should mention that Kevon Looney had 11 points in 18 minutes, but it's just really standard stuff from the Warriors. Wigo had 14 points in his 33 minutes. The only real interesting one there is uh, the... All right, so on to the last game of the night. The Clippers win at 114-111. Jason Tatum had 29 and 10, two threes, two steals, and a block. Marcus Smart was also really, really good. 37 minutes for Smart, 16-7-6 and six with four steals, and Schroeder had 19 points in 38 minutes with four... Uh, sorry, with eight assists, four rebounds, and one steal. Shot the ball well also. Again, remember, Jalen Brown is out, so more minutes and more shots are going to these guys like Smart and Schroeder. And Joshy Richardson, who played 30 minutes, had 17 points. He's not really a fantasy option, but he did close the game over the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. We've got to talk about Rob Williams right now. We'll do it once I hit this. Oh, he was really bad in this game. It, it can't be said any clearer than that. 20 minutes, 4.7 rebounds. Didn't block a shot. He's still the 73rd-ranked player this season. Um, I'm not dropping him, but when he was playing 34, 35 minutes a night at the start of the season, it, it doesn't appear like that's really going to happen at all. 
And, you know, in the preseason, we're like, oh, are they going to run with two bigs? Are they going to run with all their wings out there? And that was what I thought would be the smart thing. And then they really stuck with the two bigs. And now it appears like they're going to keep starting that way. But there's going to be ups and downs with those lineups, which is frustrating. We're still holding him, but it's not great at the moment for Rob Williams. But this also just comes after one game where he had like a really strong half, first half at least, against the Lakers yesterday, just a day ago, where he was yeah, dominating Anthony Davis for the first two quarters. Then, of course, shit fell in a hole after that. For the Clippers, what a game from BJ Boston. 27 points in 25 minutes, five triples and four steals. 69% shooting. Giggity. Been mentioning BJ quite a bit on the waiver wire shows and on these recap shows just to watch him. And the minutes have been piling up. And then with Paul George out, he went bananas. You don't add him in 12-team leagues based on this. In deeper leagues, you keep an eye. He's probably going to maintain a rotation role. But now this team is healthy outside of Paul George and obviously Kawhi Leonard. George could be back as early as next game, but Nick Batum is back. So how the rotation plays out, I don't know. Terrence Mann started. They wanted someone bigger in there instead of Luke Kennard. He had 10 and 10. He's not a 12 or probably even a 14-team league guy uh, as we move forward. Um, They took Serge Ibaka out of the rotation. That was interesting. Hartenstein played 15 minutes, six points, but two steals and two blocks. He's not going to be able to be a 12-team league guy, but a streamer on low-volume days, maybe. Zubat's played 32. He had 10 and 10 with four blocks. And Marcus Morris had 20 points and Canard 15 points in 29 minutes off the bench. Batum returned. He started for George, played 15 minutes and had zero points. Now, I do think he can be a 12-team league guy. I don't think his upside is particularly high. So if you don't want him, I don't think it's the wrong decision. Whether they keep starting him with George at the two, Batum, and then Morris at the three and the four is in a question. They could go back to Canard. They could keep Mann in the starting line. I don't think they're going back to Eric Bledsoe, although Bledsoe did close this game out. So there are still some lineup decisions to be made, but now that everyone is sort of healthy, it's going to be really intriguing. That's why I'm not getting particularly excited about Boston, but what they do with him now is intriguing. Do they play him over Mann? Does he get more minutes than Bledsoe, Canard? Does he get a 15-minute-a-night role, a 20-minute-a-night role? I just don't think there's going to be enough for him to be a 12-team or 14 or probably even 16-team league guy with um, the other players who are around. Marcus Morris, 20 points is good, but empty, high usage. It's why I don't look at him as a long-term must-roster 12-team category league guy. Points guy, probably. Category league, probably not would be my uh, view on that. Let's now have a look at the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night and the waiver wire line of the night, it's the same bloke. It's Caleb Martin who went off for Miami today. Your young gun of the night is Cole Anthony, just narrowly pipping Evan Mobley and BJ Boston. And your dud of the night is... Got to hit the music for him. It's Bud Heald. He was shithouse. Um, Again, as I said, I think in 10 teams you can drop him and I wouldn't be adverse to it in 12. He just looks bad. They're limiting his minutes and he just can't do anything. The... Top producers in nine category leagues for today, Caleb Martin, then Tyrese Halliburton, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, Don Mitchell at four, Gordon Haywood at five, Cole Anthony, six, Evan Mobley, seven, BJ Boston, eight, Jim Harden at nine, and Drew Holiday at 10. And if we're looking for the guys on the waiver wire, these are under 50% rostered players. Caleb Martin, he's a short-term streamer if Butler's out. BJ Boston and Josh Christopher, never thought I'd be talking about them at the top of, uh, it's just a weird day. They were good, but... I don't think there's much to look at outside of very deep formats. Herb Jones, maybe a 12-team streamer, probably more 14. PJ Tucker and KZ Okpala in Miami. I don't really trust it for anything outside of, say, 14 for PJ and deeper for KZ. Reggie Bullock hit shots, Kendrick Williams, Frank Jackson, and Armani Brooks. There's very little to really look at with that list and go, I must add this player. Maybe Jones is the closest to that, but even then, I'm not convinced he's a guaranteed must-roster player. 
For points leagues, number one was Big Chungus. Number two was Halliburton. Three was Valanchunas. Four, Cole Anthony. Five, Joel Embiid. Six was Gordon Haywood. Seven, Mobley. Eight, Harden. Nine, Caleb Martin. And number 10 was the Crucifix, Christian Wood. That will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up, leave a comment down below, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.